0: All right, good morning, everyone. Let's go to the uh, Lord in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in your house. Father, we're going to just pause, shut the outside world out, and just uh, concentrate on you and who you are and what you mean to us, Father. Um, as we go through this service, Father, we want to take uh, the songs that we've heard in our Uh, the word that Brother Darrell brings to us this morning into our hearts that we can take that out into a lost world, share that love of Jesus with somebody that does not know who he is. Father, we pray for Darrell as he brings your message. We pray for our musicians. And Father, as always, as we do go into a lost world, just help us to be bold witnesses for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: is Free every captive and break every chain, oh God. You have done.
2: bow before him there will
1: be a day when death will
2: your buried body
1: The one who set me free, Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. the salvation.
0: That picture on the screen is what you don't want to see. We're going to talk about giving and praying today and giving uh, without, uh, without that. <laughs> okay? Look, if you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 6, 1 through 8. And uh, there's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements if you'd like to use that. Giving and praying we go through the Sermon on the Mount, that's just where we're at in Matthew, Matthew 6, 1 through 8, so it'll be, eventually it'll be giving, praying, we're going to stop at the Lord's Prayer, deal with that next week, Lord willing, and then we'll go on to fasting and other things that Jesus said. Okay, Matthew 6, 1 through 8. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, or when you give, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That's just a phrase I use. Don't don't think about it too much. That your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So we'll go on to prayer. Verse 5, and, or so, and when you pray, You shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray... Do not use vain repetition as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. That's an interesting thought right there, isn't it? Your Father knows what you have need of before you ask him. Okay, if you have your outline, a lot of this will be on the screen. We'll deal with giving first. Okay, you read, uh, Jesus makes it very plain. It's very simple. And let me just say right now, there's nothing you're going to hear this morning you haven't heard before. It's very simple. But <clears throat> sometimes we need to be reminded. I know that I do. Sometimes we need to be reminded of a few things. And so I'm going to do that with the issue of giving. Jesus talked about giving not doing it for show I think every, everybody gets that here's a couple thoughts on giving you're only a steward so this is a reminder everybody in the room knows this but I want to remind you I, I need it from time to time that everything you have is not really yours right it's God's and so it's everything you have is God's anyway you're only a steward you're not going to take any of it with you alright it's, so it's it's all His. It's not yours. I have to remind myself I'm just here to I'm like the I'm like a, a pipeline, a funnel, how, whatever you whatever helps you think of it. It's just for I am here for the Lord to use for whatever He gives me to pass through me to someone else. Uh, he gives to me. I, I sometimes I visualize it as a circle, God at the top, me at the bottom. God gives to me, I take it, and I give back. God gives to me, I take it, and I give back. If that circle is ever broken, who do you? where do you think it's going to be broken at? It's going to be broken on the bottom, on my end of it. So as God gives, if I stop giving, that breaks the circle. It's like everything stops. So You're only a steward, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, it's all his anyway. All right, go on to the next thought. In giving, we're tempted to not give because we're afraid we will have less. Not only, and I I really want you to get this, not only is everything you have God's, you already know that. I'm going to tell you something else. You already know, but I'm here to remind you of it. Not only is it everything you have God's; everything is God's, everything, everywhere. And so, uh, you know, there's God's not poor. Uh, God's not struggling. All right. But we're tempted to not give because we're afraid that we'll have less. Now, I'm going to the issue, the topic, and it's just what Jesus talked about is. Giving, but let me use another thought to illustrate that thought. This, someone taught me this a couple years ago, and they said it to me, or I, I read this. It really helped me to put things in perspective. Not on giving, but it applies. But anyway, the issue that I, I finally figured some things out a few years ago was in relationships, when uh, somebody gets the promotion instead of you. When God seems to be blessing your neighbor or your friend more than you. When other people are getting ahead, but you don't seem to be. God seems to be blessing over there, but not you so much. And the question is, why is it a struggle for me to be happy for them? They get the promotion instead of me. They get the raise instead of me. Why is it a struggle for me to be happy for them? And sometimes it is. Now, we can pretend it's not, and we can pretend, oh, I don't, I don't have any problem with that. And maybe there are some people who don't, but most of us do. Most of us struggle to really feel glad and be glad for other people who are being blessed when it seems like we're not. Why are we that way? Why would I struggle... To be happy about somebody else being blessed. And somebody explained it this way, and I thought, you know, I think they've hit on something there. Because down at the root of it all, we're afraid that somehow, for some reason, God's not able to bless both of us. Like they got the blessing, but I didn't. They got the blessing, but I'm not. That somehow there's only enough for them and not for me. And so it's difficult for me to be happy for them because I'm afraid that they're going to get the blessing and I'm not going to, like there's not enough for both. And I'd, I had never heard it put like that. And I thought, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of truth to that. It is a story, and I wrote down the names because every time I go through this story, I get the names mixed up. But it, it is that Old Testament story of Isaac who has the two sons, Jacob and Esau, and, and Isaac sets out to bless Esau, but instead Jacob sneaks his way in, and he gets the blessing from Isaac, the dad, he get, the son gets the, the blessing from dad that was meant for Esau. Esau finds out about it. He's all upset, and he comes in to Isaac, the father, and says, uh, Father, is there not a blessing left for me? Is there, not a, is there not a blessing left for me? And Isaac says, No, there isn't. I've only got one. Here's the point. God's not like Isaac. It's not like that with, with, with God. And it's not either, or it's not God can do it here, but he's, he can't do it there. And that really, and that may not seem like a big deal, but that, but that helped me because I, I down deep, if I was honest with myself, I, I would admit that I was, I was kind of like that, that I can see blessing over there, but that's over there. And there's not, there's not enough for me. God uh, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's the fullness thereof. There is no lack with him. It's not a question of is there enough to go, go around. There's never a question, is there enough to go around, ever. There's never a question, is there enough to go around. I don't know how God's going to work it all out. And I don't know how he's going to do it. That's the point, isn't it? That's why it's called faith because he doesn't let us see it. He doesn't let us know ahead of time how he's going to do it. Well, taking that thought that I just shared about the relationship thing, now now apply it to this. We're tempted to not give because we're afraid if we give it, then we'll have less. We will have less. As if God's not able to give us back much more than what we gave now i'm not a prosperity preacher at all i don't believe in preaching to you that i want you to give so that god will give you more but i'm just i just got to tell you that often that's exactly the way it does work though that as we give god gives to us as we give god gives us i'm simply a pipeline that god works through and as, as i give that out god gives more now the problem is we don't know how he does it and we don't know how he's going to do it, and we don't see it ahead of time. And again, that's why it's called faith. If you could see it ahead of time, then it's not faith. But it's that, it's that uh, discipline, the spiritual faith part to go ahead and give, even though you don't know how you're going to get it back. But you're afraid to give. <laughs> Listen, some of you are afraid you're going to give too much, Right? It, it, that is true uh, how many times I've been with uh, oh boy some of you are in the room I can't, I can't do that how many times I've been with somebody and, and they're afraid you know, that, that, they, that they gave that person too much think about that Okay, what if God thought about it in that way we're in trouble you think God's in heaven thinking I wonder if I gave him too much you know, I wonder if I gave him too much And here's the other thought that kind of haunts me. When I'm dying, it's not going to cross my mind. You know, I wonder if I gave them too much. You know, I wonder if I did too much. I wonder if I gave too much. Can you do that? Can you give too much? That's an interesting question because I'm not always sure what the answer is. But I do want you to stop thinking, please, and I need to stop thinking, that if I give it, I won't get any more. That if I give it, I'm going to have less. Well, that would be true if there wasn't God. But (laughs) there is God. And we do have faith. And God... Uh, the earth earth is the Lord's and it's all his anyway not just mine but what everybody else has is still his so you know what I'm just going to end this by I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it it's real complicated just give that's it just give don't worry about if people see it Don't worry if people know how much you're you're giving or how little you're giving. Quit worrying about it. Just give. Just give. And uh, can I make it more complicated than that? Let Let me say it another way. Just give, okay? And then I've got a third way of saying it. Just give, okay? Quit worrying about it and just give just give and i promise you somehow some way the father will work it out and give back to you okay praying praying in secret uh this is an issue the whole uh praying in public thing Uh, it's one of those things that of 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 all the problems and issues we have in our church this really isn't one all right um People who love to stand up and, and just hear themselves talk and hear, they pray just to hear themselves pray. And I, every once in a while in a, a service, I'll you know, grab a mic, say, Hey, just some, somebody step up here and pray. And somebody always does, but there's never a rush to do that. You know, there's never a whole bunch of people just waiting to stand up here and pray in public. Why? Because prayer in public is public speaking. And generally, most people don't like that, so i I've, I've been places I've seen it where people do stand up and just have a long prayer that has nothing to do with anything uh, more about them more about themselves than anything else, and you can tell they they j- just love to hear themselves talk. generally speaking, that's not really a problem we have to deal with, so I'm not going to stay a long time there but the the point was uh, don't get up and pray in public just to hear yourself talk. But I want to go down, and I want this won't necessarily be on the screen. But I do want to read verse eight again. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Next screen. Tell your father what you need. It's kind of like just give, isn't it? Simple. Quit complicating it. Tell your father what you need. What do you need? Tell him. Prayer is a lot more than that. We're going to go into the Lord's Prayer, Lord Lord willing, next week. Prayer is a lot more than just telling your father what you need. But this is a part of it, and this is exactly what Jesus said. Real simple. He didn't complicate it. Tell your father what you need because your father knows what you need before you ask him. So here's the, the obvious question. If my father knows what I need before I ask him, then why am I supposed to ask him? Tell your father what you need. Ask for what you need. But he already knows. So why does he want me instruct me tell me to go ahead and talk to him about my need when he already knows what my need. Now, the thought that the father that God doesn't know what you need is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It's unbiblical that God wouldn't know what you need. So it's, it's just it should already be obvious that he does know what I need. So why, why ask? Why talk to him? Because he wants to talk to you. And he wants you to talk to him. So in that way, it is about what you need. Because Jesus said to ask for what we need and he knows what you need before you ask. So it is about that. That is part of the issue. But one of the other obvious parts of the issue is what? He already knows so, but he just loves to talk to you. And he loves for you to talk to him. He loves to talk to you. And he loves for you to talk to him. He loves for you to talk to him. I was reading a book by Henry Nouwen N- N- several years ago, and it was a book about praying. And uh, there was a section in there where he was disciplining himself to pray to pray for an hour at a time. That's a great discipline. Jesus hints at it when he asks his disciples, "Could you not take an hour of your day and pray?" Could you not do that? And that's, a, um, that's not a rule, but that's a pretty good hint. So anyway, Henry, Henry now in the book was talking about the discipline of learning to pray for an hour at a time. And he said in there, he's very, very, very honest about how it affected him, how he, how he felt. And he said, at first, honestly, it was a little difficult to pray for an hour at a time. It was a little, and he said, it, it 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 took a while before it wasn't so difficult. He said it was a it was a struggle as you can imagine, and and my mind would wander off and you know and all. He said, but uh, I got the f- sense that although sometimes when I would try to pray for an hour at a time, sometimes I was just making myself do it. And sometimes it it didn't really mean that much to me because I was just making myself do it. I felt like I should do it. It didn't really mean that much to me. But I sensed, he said, that it was very important to God. That it was very important to God. When I read that, that changed how I looked at it because praying for an hour or two hours or whatever at a time and when we get to fasting these things there are some disciplines that jesus talks about that can be a little difficult and it's a that's what makes it a discipline so it can it can can be a little tough at times and sometimes i i I don't want to do it and sometimes it doesn't seem that important to me well if god already knows why do i need to ask you see if God already knows, why am I spending the time to do it? If God already knows, why am I going through the process? You know, I've got other things to do. But when He said, and I believe it's the truth, but it means a lot to God. It means a lot to God. It means. Listen, this. this I. I'm absolutely convinced this is the truth. You're praying means much more to God than it does to you. Okay? See, when you're praying, you think it's about you. And you think it's about your need. And it is. But I'm absolutely, I am absolutely convinced it means much more to God than it does to you. That God is much more pleased with your praying than you are with your praying. I'm absolutely convinced God loves you much more than you love him. And so... Your praying means much more to him than it does to you. There's a reason that he asks for you to ask. Because he loves, you ever think of it? He loves to hear your voice. He loves that you're spending that amount of time talking to him. God loves you much more than you love him. God cares about your prayers much more than you do. God loves to spend time with you more than you love to spend time with, 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 with him. This is about not just getting your needs met, which is important, but this is about a relationship with the Father in prayer. And I want you to view it like, like that. When I really got into my soul that this means more to the Father than it does to me, it, it changed my prayer life. Because now I'm doing it more for him than for me. And I don't know why, it's, it's easier. When I know that I'm spending that time for him, not for me. It's, it's easier. I, I can do that now. He cares about you more than you, more than you care about him. So anyway, tell your father what you need. I'm going to ask the musicians to come up. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. So I'm going to ask the congregation to stand and and let's just bow our head for a little bit and wait on the Lord a little bit. as you have your head bowed with us just, uh, I, I'm, uh, Holy Spirit can do what he wants to but I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to do what the Holy Spirit wants me to, to do and that is right now give him a little bit of time give the Holy Spirit a little bit of time to speak somebody said that that you would hear God speak a whole lot more if you gave him time to speak if you were just, if you were able to just stop and listen and let him speak, give him some time to speak. And that's what I want to do right right now. Just give the Holy Spirit time to speak. So the question is, what do you need? What do you need? Okay, then the invitation is for you to come and pray about what you need God already knows what you need so the issue now is spending time with him talking to him about what you need he wants you to spend time with him I could just stop right there couldn't I he wants you to spend time with him but he wants you to spend time with him talking to him about what you need and I don't know see this isn't this isn't even really about well the answer is yes or the answer is no or the answer is wait it really see it, it stops even being about that doesn't it it's just all about you spending time with the father talking about what you need and that's what he's asking you to do now The other thing would be sometimes I come to church and if my pastor asked me what do you need, there would be those weeks where I would say nothing. I don't need anything. I just, it's just having one of those weeks. I just don't need anything. Then maybe at the prompting of the Holy Spirit who's in this room, you may want to come and pray and just simply be a prayer of praise, wouldn't it? God, thank you because you have given me everything that I need. And I know it's all yours, and you've given me everything that I need. And I'm not too proud to come and pray and say thank you. You've given me everything that I need. Some of you are in need and you need to come and pray about it. Some of you are not in need and you need to come and praise about it. Okay? Whatever your need is, the Holy Spirit's asking you to come and talk to him about it. If you don't have a need, you may want to come and praise about that. So while our praise band plays and sings, whatever is going on with you and the Holy Spirit right now, this is an invitation to come and pray.
1: A voice of love that's calling There's a chair that waits for you